Welcome to Red Carpet Retirement. This podcast is all about helping business owners and those in the entertainment and creative industries secure and protect their financial future. We provide educational stories and specific strategies so you can achieve the red carpet retirement you so richly deserve. Now here's your host, Adam Scott. Hello and welcome to Red Carpet Retirement with your host, Adam Scott. Adam, how are you? I'm doing great. Erica, how's it on your end? Oh, it's good. It's good. I'm, I'm excited to be back with you. Um, I have, you know, been, been with you for a while and I always learn something new. Today is going to be pretty, pretty big. I mean, th- some of these things you're talking about, I've never heard of before. So I'm pretty excited. Great, Eric. Yep. This is, uh, I'm going to talk about some things that are of amazing benefit to, uh, to self-employed uh, business people. Okay. And they need to be making sure that their accountants are taking advantage of these strategies and particularly to uh, the ideal kind of candidates are are those who work in the entertainment industry, many of whom I work with, who um, have what are called loan out corporations. Uh, They form an S corp or C corp to loan out their services to production companies. And Mm. they have some great strategies they can take advantage of. Okay. Yeah. I'd never heard of a loan out corporation. So that that's makes sense. It's in the entertainment industry. So, and, and I'm not exactly in that. <laughs> so, all right. So how does this work? Right. So we're going to talk um, about uh, five strategies. And uh, first of all, we're going to be talking about minimizing your self-employment tax. That's okay. one strategy and it doesn't happen by itself, right? It's not like, oh, it's automatically going to happen. No, you and your accountant need to plan for this. Mm -hmm. then you need to maximize what's called the 199A um, profit deduction. And we're going to get into that. And again, time and again, CPAs do not do this for the clients. So Mm. when I'm working with a client, I try to work with the CPA to make sure we're maximizing this profit deduction. And I'm going to get into that. Then my real biggie, uh, number three, I was going to do a whole episode on this, and maybe I'll have to, but on uh, defined benefit pension plans uh, and solo 401ks. But these are so much more powerful than than SEPs, which are the typical thing that mm-hmm. that uh, business owners and self-employed business owners have in place. They just have a SEP. That is not a powerful tool if you're a high-earning individual. Okay. And then uh, number four, we're going to talk about another great strategy, uh, which is paying your California taxes, if you live in California, through your corporation. And so often this is missed and people don't realize uh, that they can do this or or they may have heard about it, but they don't take it seriously and their accountant doesn't bother doing it. Time and again, Mm. I have to kind of review the client's tax return. I try to make sure that that, that the CPA is doing this. So we're going to talk about that. And uh, and then number five, we'll just touch on... um, later that can be a reduced audit risk for having a corporation. So that's not so much of a strategy, just as something to know about if you if you have a corporation, but we'll we'll touch on that. Okay. All right. So where are we starting? Are we starting with the number one minimizing your self-employment tax? Yeah. Yeah. So we are talking about minimizing your self-employment tax. So Eric, I forget, do you have a corporation? I, I'm an LLC. Yep. You're an LLC. Okay. Yep. Are you taxed as an LLC, you do have the opportunity to elect to be taxed as an S-Corp. All right, tell me more. Okay. <laughs> so you can you can elect to be taxed as an LLC, an S-Corp, or a C-Corp. 
Now, if somebody is taxed as an S-corp, and there are pros and cons, by the way, in your case about whether you should be taxed as an S-corp, mm -hmm. but for those that are anyway going to be taxed as an S-corp, then they want to pay themselves as small a salary as their CPA will allow mm -hmm. uh, so that they don't pay unnecessary payroll taxes. Because anytime you pay yourself a salary, you are paying, 50, I think it's 15.6% uh, in Social Security and Medicare taxes um, uh, up to whatever the current limit is, around $150,000. After that, the Social Security taxes go away, but you're still paying Medicare taxes above that. And if you're paying, if you're a high earner, you're paying a 0.9% additional high earner Medicare penalty. But if you pay yourself a very, very low salary, I mean, I've even heard a CPA suggest paying yourself $30,000 a year, even though you're earning $700,000 a year, I, I'm not sure I would recommend a salary of $30,000 mm -hmm. a year when you're actually earning $700,000. But if you did and you took the rest of that money as profit rather than as in your payroll as salary, you wouldn't pay payroll taxes on that mm -hmm. money. Okay? Okay. So that's that's the payroll taxes. So uh, the next thing that we want to talk about is maximizing your 199A deduction. Do you know what that is? I've Eric? never heard of that. Never heard of Ever, the 199A. No. Yeah. <laughs> also known as the QVI deduction. And this was introduced by Donald Trump. And of course, Donald Trump being a businessman or having a business background, whatever you might think about in pros or cons, <laughs> if you're a business owner, to some extent, uh, uh, you're in alignment with with his interests around tax that mm -hmm. he wanted to reduce taxes to business owners so he introduced a rule that s corporation owners that they got a 20% tax break on all their profit so that person i just talked to you about that let's say they they're earning you know 700 their income is $700,000 a year mm -hmm. their net income but they're only going to pay themselves a salary of 30,000 well all the rest of that profit that they're getting they they're getting you know $670,000 in profit they're not going to pay tax on 20% of that because oh, wow. of because it's coming to them as profit, not as salary, right? Mm -hmm. So that's known as the 199A deduction or the QBI deduction. Now, I must give a caveat. It's not quite as simple as that. Mm -hmm. And there are limitations on the tax deduction that the person can get. And it is related to the amount of W-2 income that they're paying themselves. So they might have to pay themselves a higher salary. Or if they've got employees, they may uh, that will also go into the calculation. So if they've got W-2 payroll to their employees, that allows them a higher personal limitation on the profit deduction that, that they can take. So it may not just be a matter of increasing their own pay. They may not have to do that if, if they've got employees. But if it's just themselves, if they're working, if they've got a Hollywood loan out, they're a single employer, employee, maybe they're a, a film director or they're a cameraman with their own loan out, then they've just got themselves. Well, then they are going to have to pay themselves somewhat of a higher salary because that actually um creates um a larger uh, limit for the deductions mm. they say there's a limit to the amount of the 199a deduction they can take 
and it is based around their salary. This is based around 50% of their salary. Um, that's a maximum uh, profit deduction they can take. So what I found is that CPAs don't bother doing this deduct. They, they do not bother doing this calculation. So not only are they often not look at how to reduce payroll taxes, they don't look at how to maximize the 199A deduction. So that's the other thing you need to be looking at. Okay. Hmm. All right. There's a lot there. Again, you always say, talk to a professional, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we got to make a disclaimer around this, right? Because I'm talking off the cuff about a lot of this stuff. You mm -hmm. know, we, we are not uh, tax preparers ourselves. We do always recommend that you talk to your tax expert before taking action. We just want you to know the questions that you should be asking them or that you should be asking your financial advisor, your financial planner to mm -hmm. help you uh, make sure that you're implementing with your CPA. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, number three, the biggie. <laughs> um, and uh, Eric, are you familiar with that? Uh, so we're going to talk about retirement plans, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, many people have in place a SEP if they are self-employed, right? If people have Hollywood loan outs, they have in place a SEP. Now, I think there are better strategies um, to put in place. There is the solo 401k, and uh, we may not have time to touch on that because I really want to get to the real big one, mm -hmm. which is the defined benefit pension plan. This can save people hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in taxes, millions over their lifetime. Eric, are you familiar with defined benefit I, pension plans? I've heard a lot about it before, but not not from the ground up, like you're going to talk about right now. Right, right, right. So the beauty of it is that you can save tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and maybe over time, you know, over a million in taxes. So, and you can put more than you're earning, like into this plan, which is incredible. Let's say going back to that person who let's say has a net income of $700,000 a year, they could pay themselves a paycheck of say $200,000 a year, but they could put $400,000 into their defined benefit plan. They're putting really? twice as much into their defined benefit plan as they're taking in salary. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. So that, it, it, it is game changing. And, um, and especially in the entertainment industry, where you may have a very big year one year where you're mm -hmm. earning a million dollars, and then the next year you're earning nothing. But whereas a normal person would have that income spread out over two years and would be in a lower tax bracket, this person in the entertainment industry is getting crucified in taxes in their high yeah. earning year. So the defined benefit plan, they could put a lot of that money into the defined benefit plan and to smooth out and reduce their tax burden over time. Yeah, wow. So I, I'll tell you a little bit about um, about how it works. I mean, first of all, in fact, apropos of that, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you um, I'm gonna give you a couple of examples that perfect. Uh, that yeah, I'm gonna call him Phil. Uh, so we had we'll call him uh, Phil S. He came to me a few years ago over 10 years ago now, and he was earning, again, 800,000 to 1.2 millions a year. He was he was uh, close to retirement. Well, you know, he was in his late 50s, but he the 
like many people in the film industry, he worked like a dog, like one uh, one project to the next, mm -hmm. often um, uh, you know, working incredibly intense hours, sometimes with directors that he didn't particularly enjoy working with, but he was very highly paid. Uh, but you know, his combined marginal tax rate would now be you know, up to 53.1% when wow. you, yeah, when you add a federal tax and mm -hmm. you add California state tax for highest earners and you add in there, you know, some of this Medicare tax, if you're going to, if you are, uh, if you're paying yourself all salary um, and you're not taking advantage of the strategies we talked about with reducing your payroll tax, you know, often these people, they're paying the full, full boat payroll tax. So then you, your marginal rate would be say 53.1%. Over 50% of your top income is going to the tax man. Jeez. Yeah. So we were able to put, uh, let's say, have himself pay himself $250,000 in salary and put $500,000 a year away for retirement. Within a very short amount of time, we had built up a defined benefit pension account that was worth several million dollars. You know, by the time he was in his early 60s, he realized that he was good. And along with the other financial planning strategies we were able to do, we could show him, you can take your foot off the gas, you can work when you want on the projects you love, you know, with the people you like, you know, mm -hmm. that that's one of our mantras is getting our clients to that to that point. And it was really game changing. Do you have any questions about that, Eric? No, I mean, <clears throat> that's exactly what you've talked about before is that having the choice to work, right? Whether you want to work this month or you're going to take some time off or, or I especially like the, the fact that you get to choose who you work with. It's not, and I've done it before where, you know, first starting out in business, you're taking every possible job opportunity you've got because you got to get the income coming in and some of the people you may not like working with. And so I, I like that, uh, the fact that he's got that flexibility and gets to choose who and when. Right, right. And uh, and now he and his wife, you know, they spend a lot of time in Europe, in Southern Europe, and they've got a house in Italy. And, wow. and he has the flexibility to just enjoy doing that in, in a way that he never envisaged was possible and wouldn't have been possible without putting this plan in, in place. Yeah. So another kind of example uh, hits on this smoothing out of income that I was talking about, that another mm -hmm. client was a little underprepared. He was coming up to age 70. Um, you know, maybe before he'd met us, he'd, he'd, he'd made some mistakes earlier in his financial life. Mm -hmm. But again, he was earning a lot of money towards the end of his career, but working incredibly hard, had one of the biggest years of, of his career towards the end, but he desperately needed a break. So he was earning, let's say $800,000 in, in his final year, um, or a year before, at least he was going to take a break who knows whether it's his final year but he knew the next year he wasn't he, he may well not work at all mm -hmm. and yet huge amount of tax on that hundred thousand dollars but we were able to put in a defined benefit plan just a two or three years before then a huge chunk of that eight hundred thousand dollars was able to fund his retirement not like a set where he would have been limited to i don't know sixty three thousand dollars or something mm. no we got to put in four five six hundred thousand dollars into that defined benefit plan and um, and smooth it over. In fact, one thing about him is, even though he needed some of that money for expenses, we were able to put the money into the defined benefit plan, let's say in November or, or, or December, actually, we could even do it in January and February for the previous year, and yet take money out of another retirement account 
in the fall in like in January and February, right? The next uh we're able to take it out in the year he wasn't earning everything, mm-hmm. anything, and take money out of his SEP to cover his expenses, which smoothed out. Smooth so we got a huge tax reduction in the final year of work. Yeah. And put all that income into the fine benefit. Then when he needed to cover some expenses in the a month or two later in January or February, he could take some of that money out of the SEP, right? So again, I that may be a little complicated, a little in the weeds, but I'm just trying to show how you can smooth your tax liability out with the defined benefit plan. Yeah, no, no, that's fantastic. And again, we're going to give you contact information at the end of the show. It's not like you can take the entire podcast to spell out every nuance of everything because everybody's situation is different. So we'll give out contact information. If people have more questions, which I'm sure they do, they can reach out to you. Right, right. It's a complicated thing to uh, both to construct and to monitor, and you need mm-hmm. to do it with people who really know what they're doing. Yeah, and yeah, it's like not only would you not do this at home uh, by yourself, <laughs> yeah. uh, you actually couldn't. The, the very least you need is what's called a third-party administrator, mm-hmm. and they will come in and they do lots of calculations and they tell you how much you're allowed to put in each year based on on the amount that you're paying yourself, depending on the age you are. Okay. All right. So who does this work for? Uh, Any guesses, Eric, who this works for? Well, I'm hearing self-employed, right? Yes. Uh, Folks that are in in the Hollywood industry or in an entertainment industry, it probably works best for, but it probably doesn't work for other people as well. It does. So the first, yeah, the first thing is this, this is only of interest if you are high earning, high saving, individual who can who's has the capability to put in a lot more than they would put into normally into a SEP or even Mm -hmm. a solo 401k so you've got to be earning and saving enough to be able to put in you know significantly more than the whatever the limit is right now sixty three thousand um uh into a SEP yeah got it I mean that makes sense and there are plenty of those people out there not me but plenty of those people out there (laughs) right so um, it also works best for older owners. Mm, okay. So, you know, those, along with the fact you've got, you, you need to pay annual fees, it's got annual administration, and you've got the third-party administrator, you know, those are kind of, if I'll say the complexities of the plan. I don't want to say the negatives, but those are the yeah. complexity. And Adam, that's that's how I'm looking at it. I'm like, I don't know if that's the negatives of the plan. It's just, like you said, it's the complexities if you want to drive a car, the engine has to be able to work. An engine's pretty doggone complex. Well, I'm not working on it. I'm going to let the expert, you know, take care of the engine for me. I'll, I'll take it in get the tune up. I'll take it in, ask my questions, but I'm not taking that thing apart. Right. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to know all the ins and outs. I just want somebody else to be able to work on it for me. So that's what I'm hearing is it's complex. Yes. You're going to pay some fees, but it's going to be completely worth it if you're doing it right. Or if the experts are doing it right because of the money you can save. So I think it's, it's a big win. Uh, absolutely, Eric. And, you know, and so many people who could be doing it in, in Hollywood um, and, and it could just be game changing to them and, and just give them so much freedom in life, you know, get to that point of freedom so yeah. much sooner and and they're not doing it. And and then once you put the defined benefit plan in place, actually, you can you can start putting other strategies in place like that 199A tax deduction mm-hmm. that, again, the 199A 20% profit deduction is kind of a complicated um, a calculation, and there is a phase out that you may not qualify for it, but you put in the DB plan, 
and suddenly you qualify for the 199A deduction. Mm. So like it's this kind of giant kind of clock of moving parts that you're trying to get them all to fit together. Um, So we've got one more strategy, well, a final real tax strategy Mm -hmm. that I mentioned right at the beginning, which was um, pay your California taxes using your corporation. Okay. Uh, now you're probably not familiar with this one, Eric. Nope. You're not, not coming from around here, right? <laughs> so this has been in the news, as I say. If you if you read about taxes, and to be honest, even myself, I wasn't I wasn't aware what a what a big deal it as it was, and until I was doing my own taxes, um, or working with a CPA and doing my own taxes, and uh, and when we allocated when we when I wrote the big check to pay my California taxes through my corporation, um, I realized what a huge tax deduction I was getting because I pay a lot of California taxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's just say that, you know, let's say you're paying, I don't know, um, uh, uh, 10% of your income in California taxes. And just for the sake of, uh, of ease, we'll say that, um, we'll say that you're paying, I don't know, $80,000 a year to the mm-hmm. state of California for your state income tax. Maybe you earned $800,000 and you're writing an $80,000 check. Well, that $80,000, by paying it through your corporation, uh, you're now going to get a federal deduction for that that you wouldn't otherwise get, right? So you've got an $80,000 deduction on your federal taxes. If you're in the 50% tax bracket again, or it's, Sorry, I guess it's going to be 37% federal tax bracket. You're saving over a third of that in taxes, right? So that $80,000, you're you're going to be saving just under $30,000 in taxes. You're going to get $30,000 back that you wouldn't have got if you hadn't bothered doing it, right? So I've been getting clients, like at the end of last year, reaching out to clients, get your CPAs to do this. And often they weren't doing it. Uh, So this is called the, the California pass-through entity i think it's like the oh it's called pete p-e-e-t look it up pass-through entity elective tax deduction yeah that you you've got to do that so that was our fourth thing and then just the final it's not really a strategy but the final strategy point to make is cpas tell me i don't know but cpas tell me you have a reduced audit risk a vastly reduced audit risk when you have a S corp, uh, as opposed to say doing taxes um, like you're doing it, Eric, uh, as a as an LLC Schedule C, right? If you if you do a Schedule C, that's like on your own 1040. That's like you're an individual, and mm-hmm. if you're earning say four hundred thousand dollars a year, you're a high paid individual. That makes you more of a risk for audit. If you are, have a corporation that has uh, you know, a lot of that money coming through the corporation and you're taking the same deductions, you're a tiny corporation. And that means that you've got a much lower audit risk. Gotcha. Okay, that yeah. makes sense, actually. <laughs> yeah, because they're not looking for the little guys. They're not looking for the little guys when it comes to corporations. Apparently, don't take my word for it. All right. Um, that's the rumor, though. <laughs> that's the rumor, yeah. So, All right. Well, Justin, you covered a lot today. That, that was a ton. Yeah, it's uh, it's brain freeze time again. But you know, hopefully, hopefully, listeners will go back to their CPAs, look at their own taxes, and uh, and just make sure that they're doing this. You know, 
first of all, make sure that you are minimizing your self-employment taxes. Make sure mm -hmm. you're paying yourself as little as you can through your corporation, as your CPA says is okay, to reduce your self-employment taxes, a smaller salary as possible. But it's got a limit because if you're an S-Corp and you've qualified for the 199A 20% profit deduction, you want to take as much profit as possible. And part of that formula will depend on your salary. So make sure your CPA does the calculation. You do mm -hmm. it with them to maximize your 199A deduction. And you've got to do this, by the way, before tax time, right? You've got to be doing this right now in the spring. You've got to be doing this for 2023. You've got yep. to be working out with your CPA, how much am I going to pay myself? Eric, with you as an LLC, it doesn't matter, okay? Mm -hmm. You're going to get a 199A on everything. That is the pro of being an LLC. If you wanted to be taxed as an S-Corp, you need to talk to your CPA now about the salary you're going to pay yourself versus the profit you're going to take, yep. okay? Now, thirdly, define benefit plan or a, or a solo 401k, possibly a Roth solo 401k, we didn't talk about the Roth solo 401k, but we talked in detail about the defined benefit plan. If you are earning several hundred thousand dollars a year and you can save a lot of money, please consider the defined benefit plan. If you're not uh, familiar with it, if your advisors are not familiar with it, they need to be very familiar with it, but mm -hmm. reach out to us if you need help around that. Finally, make sure your CPA is filing for the uh, for the pass-through entity elective tax. There are actually two payments due. You're going to have to make a payment in June and you're going to have to make a payment in December. Uh, so so that will count towards next year. You know, it's too late to get the deduction for last year if you didn't already pay mm -hmm. the money through your corporation. Well, and then I, finally, yep. No, go ahead. Oh, and then finally, of course, you get the reduced audit risk. Uh, just be aware that you do have a reduced audit risk um, uh, as a corporation uh, for what for what's that worth? <laughs> it's yeah. worth... All right. Well, again, if, if people are listening to this, this is the best part of being on the podcast with you is I learn a ton, but I know that I haven't learned enough, right? And so <laughs> I, there's always more questions, uh, but that's what your, your contact info is for. If somebody's listening to this and, and something's just kind of clicking in their head going, you know, I don't know if I've ever heard that or I haven't talked to my CPA or they haven't talked to me about it. Let's have them reach out to you because uh, like you said, you're not a CPA, but you're highly connected. You have a good network of folks that you work with. Um, so you can get the answers and, and point them in the right direction. So how do they get hold of you? Eric, uh, they should uh, go to the website, uh, ideally, which is uh, wellacrewealth.com. And our contact information is there and set up a call with us. But they can also reach out directly by calling us on 310-220-4946. 310-220-4946. All right, Adam. Again, thank you so much. It was a great podcast today. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure as always uh, being here with you, Eric. You bet. And our last thank you always goes to you, listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Red Carpet Retirement Podcast with Adam Scott. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Adam comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family and your CPA. Yeah, right. And it might, might give them some ideas of what they can do to help you. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Well Acre Wealth, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Well Acre Wealth Management, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. 
content should not be considered as legal or tax advice, nor is it intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor and consult with your own legal and tax professionals before taking any action.